Colossians chapter 2. As you're turning there, I want to say it's so good to be here with you tonight. I've been looking forward to it. God has been moving mightily. He's been doing some awesome things. A couple weeks ago, I was in revival at Rock Mountain Lakes. Just got back Monday from preaching in Arkansas. And uh, it's truly amazing what God is doing in this hour. Amen. 2016, you turn on the news, turn on the media reports, it seems all we hear is dark and gloom. But I want to tell you that God is still in control, and God's still having a lot he wants to do. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, I'll be reading to you of the King James Version, verses 6 and 7. As ye therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. The first part of verse 7 says, rooted and built up in him. My message here tonight is rooted in Christ. If you would, bow your heads with me. Lord, I pray that you have your way here tonight. Lord, I pray that we will all seek you. And Lord, I pray that living in these last days, Lord, I pray that we will all stay connected to you. And Lord Jesus, that we will all stay rooted in you. Lord, have your way here tonight and encourage your people in a way that only you can. Have your way, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask and we pray. Amen. Amen. Rooted in Christ. Paul, formerly known as Saul, when he was knocked off his horse on, on the Damascus Road in Acts chapter 9, his whole life changed. From that moment on, it was no longer about him living the way that he wanted to or doing what it was that he wanted to do. But simply, he had committed his life to the gospel and to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. First, he went to preach to the Jews, and the Jews rejected him, did not want to hear it. So then he began going and preaching to the Gentiles. He would go on these great missionary trips or evangelism trips, and he would go and he would preach Christ in places that Christ had not been preached. Paul had a pioneer spirit. He would go and he would build these churches and preach Jesus to these people as these people were converted. Then later on, he would write them messages and letters, encourage them in the Lord. And then later, he would go back around and check on them and seeing how they were doing. Here it is. He is writing a letter to the church of Colossae. This church was not a church that was started by Paul, but it was a church that was started perhaps by one of his converts. And here it is that Paul, he's having fear for them. And he is very disturbed in his spirit, and he is writing them. And in verse 4, he talks about, in chapter 2, he talks about people pulling them away with enticing words. What it was back in this day and time is that they had people that were preaching something contrary to the gospel. And there was one point where Paul, he told him, he said, if anyone preaches to you a different gospel other than what we originally preached to you, let them be accursed. And then he said it again, if any man or any angel from heaven preaches to you a different gospel, let them be accursed. And he's worried about them being pulled away by enticing words. Paul, one time he said that we do not come with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you, whenever the gospel message is being preached, there will be signs and wonders that will follow. How many of you still believe that here in 2016? 
Amen. How many of you believe that God is still in the soul-saving business? He's still filling people with the Holy Ghost, that he can still heal people. People can get out of wheelchairs and walk around. Deaf ears can open. Blinded eyes can see. I want to tell you that the Bible says that the God was the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And God has not changed, even in the least little bit. I want to tell you that what we read about in the New Testament and the book of Acts, God is still doing here today. Amen. And so here it is, Paul is worried about them being pulled away because somebody is preaching to them something else. This is nothing new. People have been preaching something contrary to the gospel for thousands of years. Here it is nowadays, we have people that are preaching that there are different ways to heaven, that you can get to heaven however you want to, that Muslims are going and Buddhists are going and Christians are going and, and it doesn't really matter what God you serve or what religion you're part of, that everybody is going. But I want to tell you in John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and none come to the Father except through me. Amen. What were they preaching back in this particular time and age? What it was is they were trying to deny Christ's deity. In other words, they were simply saying that Jesus was just a man, but he was not God. But we believe that he was fully man and fully God as well. And so here it is, Paul he tells them, walk in Christ as you have received him. And in verse 7, he says, rooted up and built up in him. I love what Paul did in this letter. He is using an illustration talking about trees, talking about plants being rooted up and growing. As a tree grows, it has to be in good soil. Soil, good soil, is where it gets its food from. It's where it gets its water from. It's where it gets its nutrition from. As the roots grow deep down in the soil, this is how it grows. Good soil to a tree is its life source, meaning if it's not in good soil, it's not going to live. Friends, I want to tell you that Christ is our life source as Christians. Apart from him, we can do nothing, and without him, we cannot live, spiritually speaking. And so here it is, he's telling them to be rooted. One thing that I'm very thankful for is that I had a mom and dad that taught me to be rooted in the Lord. It's a sad thing, but when I preach at my home church or I travel around, preach in a lot of churches. Now, now y'all are the exception to this, obviously. But a lot of churches I preach at, I don't see many people my age. Here it is. I'm in my mid to late 20s, and I can remember a lot of people that used to be on the drama team with me. A lot of people that used to be on the, on the uh, youth choir and different ministries. They are no longer serving the Lord. They are no longer in church. And I am thankful that I had a mom and dad that always made me go to church. Amen. Now I go on my own, but I can remember that there were many Wednesday nights I would tell my mom, said, Mom, I got a lot of homework. I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. And she would tell me, well, you've had all afternoon to start on it. Go ahead, get ready for church, and I guess we'll be up late again doing it when you get back. I can remember there were times that we would have revival at my church, and I would tell my mom, Mom, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm going to be kind of sick. And she said, if you're not on your deathbed, get up. We're going to church, and somebody can pray for you when we get there. See, I am thankful that I had a mom that taught me to be rooted in Christ. All of my life, my mom always had health problems. She passed away in 2009 when I was 20 years old, but before that, 
that, she always had a lot of health problems. I can remember I would wake up on a Sunday morning. She would literally be hanging her head over the toilet, up chucking everything that was in her system. And I would say, Mom, why don't you just lay back down and we'll catch the night service tonight? And I can remember her looking at me real intently and said, Caleb, we're not going to go out in the world on Saturday, go to the movies, go to the mall, do all these other things, and then forsake the house of God on Sunday. That's the type of environment that I grew up in. And I'm very thankful that I had a mom and dad that taught me that come bad seasons, come rough times in life, that if you are rooted in Christ, you can make it through anything. Amen. A lot of people my age no longer go to church now that they are adults because their parents never made them when they were younger, so they never really saw it as a necessity. Amen. Some people say, well, I can be a Christian without going to church. My goodness, why on earth would you even try? (laughs) Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to tell you there's nothing better than when I'm going through a rough spot in life. There's nothing better than when I'm going through a hard time or maybe a dry season. And then somebody begins to testify and tell me about all the different things that they've been walking through, but about how faithful and true God has been. And sometimes I need the reminder that though where I'm at right now, the season that I'm in this very moment is not going to be where I'm going to stay. But God is going to make a way. See, I don't know about you, but I always get encouraged whenever I go to the house of the Lord. My mentality is not, well, I'm preaching, so I'm going to go. But simply every time the doors are open, it doesn't matter if I'm the one preaching or not. I want to be in the house of God. Why? Because being in the house of God is refreshing. There is no better place to be than in the house of the Lord. Amen. Trees, some of them are literally hundreds of years old. As their roots grow, They become planted, and they're not going anywhere. A tree that is rooted and has deep roots down in soil is not going to weather away no matter what season it goes through. How many of you know in life that we all go through different seasons? Amen. A tree, sometimes it goes through winter, cold season. And though it may snow, though it might be an ice storm, it's not going anywhere. During springtime, it's not going anywhere. We can have a drought during summer, and the tree will still stand. And then when you get to fall and to autumn, the tree will still stand tall. Why? Because it is rooted deep down in good soil. It's got its roots deep. It's got its roots deep down. See, friends, I want to tell you, whenever you are firmly planted and rooted in Christ, no matter what season you may have to walk through, no matter how dry it may be, because let's just be honest, sometimes we walk through some spiritually dry seasons. Amen. Am I the only one? Sometimes I'm reading my Bible or trying to, and it's like the words of the pages just keep bouncing off my eyeballs. Sometimes when I'm praying, it seems like they don't get any higher than the ceiling. But I want to tell you here tonight, no matter what season you may be walking through, no matter what season you might be in right now, if you will stay firmly planted in Christ, friends, I want to tell you that you can make it through every storm, through every high, through every low, through every valley. It don't matter what mountain may be up against you or might be standing in your way, but I want to tell you you got to stay firmly rooted and planted in Christ. Amen. 
One thing that saddens my heart more than anything is a lot of pastors and youth pastors I used to preach for are no longer preaching the gospel. Even worse than that, they're no longer serving God faithfully. They're no longer in church. And to be honest, if the rapture happened tonight, I don't know that some of them would even make it. But I want to tell you that this whole thing is getting ready to wrap up soon. Jesus is getting ready to come back. When is that? I don't know. The Bible says that no man knows the day nor the hour. It might be tomorrow. It may be 10, 15, 20 years. But I want to tell you the ones that are going to make it are going to be the ones that are firmly planted. Amen. The ones that are rooted. See, some people, whenever a hard time, trial, or tribulation comes their way, they start to think that God doesn't love them or that there's something wrong with them. But friends, can I remind you here tonight that God never one time said that life would be easy. He never even said that life would be fair. But he told the disciples, Lo, I'll be with you always until the end of the age. Aren't you thankful that Christ is always with you? Amen. When I think about somebody being rooted, I think about the great apostle Paul. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, Paul's on trial, getting ready to die. He knows this. He's all alone. He's all abandoned, all by himself. He told one disciple to bring his coat to him because he's probably freezing in the middle of a jail cell or a dungeon. But here it is. He said that the Lord stood with me when all forsook me. Aren't you thankful that God will always stand with you? Amen. God is always right there. We must be rooted in Christ. How is it that we can get firmly rooted? One way is to come to church faithfully. Amen. How many of you know that Sunday school still matters? And so does good church attendance. Why? It's not about you showing up to be counted on the roll, but simply this is for you. Amen. We all go through trials and tribulations. But how can the word ever help you if you don't ever have it deep down in your soul? So one way we can be rooted is by coming to church and being built up in him. It is having communion and fellowship with our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Because how many of you know and understand that we are a big family, that we are the family of God? Amen. Nothing better than having a good church family. I'm thankful for my family, but I'm thankful for my church family as well. Another way is to have a solid prayer life. Amen. You show me a prayerless Christian, I'll show you a powerless Christian. I want to tell you that we have to have a prayer life because our prayer life is the connection between us and between God. Aren't you thankful that there's nothing that can block that connection unless you allow it to? Aren't you thankful that you can call on God at any time, day or night, that he never goes on vacation, he never falls asleep, he's never impossible to reach? It doesn't matter if you're on your job, it doesn't matter if you're in church, it doesn't matter if you're walking down the middle of the road, aren't you thankful that you can just call in his name and he is always right there? Amen. As you have a strong prayer life, and as you begin to pray, and as God answers your prayers, what does that do when God answers your prayers? It increases your faith. How many of you know that God hears you when you pray? Another way is to get into our word and into our Bible daily. Amen. I don't know about you, but I love to eat. I eat breakfast. I eat lunch. And as soon as I leave this place, I'm going to go eat dinner. And then a couple hours later, I'm going to eat my fourth meal of the day. 
Amen. What I ate yesterday can't hold me over today. It's the same way with the word of God. The word of God is what feeds my soul. I have to read the word daily, not because I'm a minister, not because I'm a preacher, not because I'm working on sermons. Of course, that's a small part of that, but not so much for that. But simply, I've got to feed my spirit the word because every single day my spirit gets hungry. My spirit is longing for something that can satisfy. And the only thing that can satisfy is the word of God. Another way that we can be rooted is simply by making our minds up that we're not going anywhere. Through trial, through tribulation, when they come, that's not the time to fall out of church. But simply that's the time to hold on tight to Christ because he will see you through anything. Here it is. What is it? that veggie does? What is it that a tree does as it grows? As it begins growing, as it begins, as it begins getting stronger and bigger, then the last thing it does is it begins to take over. In other words, it begins to reproduce. What was it that the Bible says in Mark chapter 16 and Matthew chapter 28? It's the Great Commission where Jesus said, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and lo, I'll be with you always. See, friends, I want to tell you that we are called to bear fruit. But how can we ever bear fruit if we're not firmly rooted in the Lord? See, you got a lot of people that want to do great things for God, but simply they're not rooted in the Lord. And see, one thing you got to understand, whenever you are rooted in the, in, in the Lord, then God can use you in an extraordinary way. But see, we got a lot of people that are falling out. We got a lot of people that are flaking out. We got a lot of people that are saying, forget this whole thing. It's getting too hard. I don't see the benefit of it. But friends, I want to encourage you here tonight that if you will stay rooted in Christ, I promise you it's going to be worth every time through every pain, through every sorrow, it will be worth it all. But one thing that you got to do is you got to make up your mind that you're going to serve the Lord until the day that you die. It doesn't matter how many people fall away. It doesn't matter how many friends you lose. It doesn't matter how many people talk about you or say that you're crazy or it's not worth it. I want to tell you, there's been a lot of friends I thought that I would always be close with. They have turned their backs on me. They don't want to have anything to do with me simply because they'd rather go to the nightclub than come to a Bible study and different things like that. But I can remember I made my mind up when I was 15 years old. I said, God, I'm going to serve you to the day that I die. And I can remember just a few minutes later, that's when he called me to preach. It was when I made my mind up that God come hell, come high water. I don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. The decision is not one that your mom or dad can make for you, but simply it's one that you have to make yourself. Jesus said those that put their hand to the plow and look back are not fit for the kingdom of heaven. Friends, aren't you thankful that Christ didn't give up in the middle of hard time and difficulty? Amen. People that are rooted firmly in Christ in the middle of crisis, they won't give up. Think about it this way. 
Jesus has always been around. He's a member of the Godhead. He's a member of the Trinity. God is timeless. God is ageless. ageless. You cannot put a, a count on him or a calculator, so to speak. He has always been around before the foundation of the earth ever existed. So here it is. Christ left heaven, came down to earth. He was born of the Virgin Mary, conceived of the Holy Ghost in her stomach. Never did anything wrong. The Bible said that he knew no sin, but he became sin. In John 1.29, now behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Aren't you thankful in the middle of it all, though he never did anything wrong, though he didn't deserve it, that he carried his cross up Calvary, though he knew he was going to be beaten, though he knew that he was going to be spit upon, he was going to be ridiculed, that, that some of the disciples would go away, though he knew that a lot of people re would reject him and would never love him. Aren't you thankful that he carried his cross up Calvary. Amen. He did that for us while we were yet sinners. Someone that is firmly rooted in Christ will not give up. Friends, Jesus is to be our prime example. When the rubber meets the road, so to speak, that's when we see what type of character you really have. People that are rooted in Christ, when I think about people in the Old Testament, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, known as the weeping prophet. He had preached for over 40 years, seemed very, seemed like he was not having very good results, but he did it faithfully. Isaiah, I think about Paul in the New Testament. People that had committed their lives to sharing the gospel after they were rooted in Christ and established in the faith. One person said, well, being a Christian is just boring. Can I tell you that Christianity is not boring? If you think Christianity is boring, you haven't met Jesus. Because how many of you know and understand that you were not called to sit on a pew between four walls? But whenever you have been firmly rooted and planted in the Lord, after you have grown spiritually, then you know that God wants to use you in an extraordinary way. Amen. Isn't it amazing that God has a plan for each and every single one of you? It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter your, your level of education. I want to tell you here tonight, it doesn't matter your age. I know that some of you don't even have a driver's license yet, but can I tell you that God wants to use you right now? Amen. You don't have to wait till you get older. That's just simply a lie from the enemy. But I want to tell you from personal experience, if you'll stay rooted in Christ, Yes, you're going to have some hard times. You're going to have some dark days. But Jesus will see you through it all. It's amazing. Think about being rooted in Christ. God is always faithful to us, even though, honestly, we're not always faithful to him. Isn't it amazing how somebody like God that is holy, righteous, pure, loved us when we were just dirty, rotten sinners that was on our way to hell. Friends, I am so thankful for Christ dying on the cross for my sins. There were people right here in Mount Olive 
that need to hear the gospel message. Paul said one time, how will the people know if the preachers don't preach? How will they know if you don't share the gospel? And I'm not talking about preachers, but I'm talking about each and every single one of you. This is a born-again Christian. There are people that God can use you to reach that perhaps only you alone can reach. Amen. One day we're going to all stand before Christ. And I don't know about you, but I want to take as many people with me as possible. Amen. I believe that the best has yet to come and that truly we've only seen the tip of the iceberg. Amen. Don't ever believe that this is as good as it gets. Don't ever believe that, that, that this is all that there's going to be. Friends, I want to tell you that there is so much more that God is wanting to do. There is so much more that God is wanting to do in each and every single one of you. And as you grow, as you mature in the Lord, as, as you pray more, as you read your Bible more, as you get more connected with him, as you draw closer to him, the Bible says in the book of James, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. My friends, that's a promise. Do you know that you can be as close to God as you want to be? And that's the way that God designed it going back to the very beginning in the book of Genesis. The Bible says that God walked with Adam in the cool of the day. Do you know that God wants to have relationship with you? Amen. Friends, I want to tell you I've searched high and low. And I can't find anyone better than Christ. Amen. As we look around with a lot of things that are going on in the world, we have the election coming up in a few short weeks. We've got ISIS on the other side of the world that's cutting Christians' head off. We got all of these different things that are going on in the world. And if you let it at times, if you're always watching TV, you're always reading the media reports, at times it will begin to weigh on you. It will begin to suck the joy right out of you. But friends, I want to tell you in the middle of all of that and all those are important things, we've got to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. Friends, I want to tell you, he's coming back soon, but until he comes back, we've got a work to do. But what good, will, what good is it going to matter? What difference is it going to make if we are so busy doing all of these different things for Christ, but yet we're not firmly rooted in him ourselves? What am I talking about? There will be many on that day that said, Lord, we did this. Lord, we did that. Lord, we casted out devils in your name. And he'll say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Friends, I want to tell you, more importantly than trying to do great things for God, you've got to stay rooted in him. See, I want to tell you one thing that is a struggle for me at times. It's not, putting, it's not putting together sermons. It's not traveling long distances to churches, but simply it is staying in that daily fellowship and communion with him. But friends, I made up my mind a long time ago that I'm going to set aside time each and every single day. See, you've got to be intentional about it. Amen. Somebody said, I don't have time to pray. Set time to pray. Make time to pray. One person said they were older. They said, I want to read the Bible all the way through before I die. Well, there's nothing stopping you. Amen. They have these Bible reading programs where you can do it in a year. Just look at how. To 
just look. Now, I have a smaller print Bible. Just look at how thick that is. Not very, right? Not compared to some of our textbooks. Amen. If you want to know a lot about God, you want to draw closer to him, did you know you can read this all the way through from cover to cover in a couple of months? Amen. A couple of months. That sounds impossible. That sounds radical. No. When you open up his word and you just get lost in it. Amen. Friends, I want to ask you, what are you passionate about here tonight? What burns on your heart? Is it seeing all souls? enter into the kingdom of God? Is it seeing how somebody took, is it seeing how God took somebody's broken life and put it back together again? Or is it some of these other things in the world that don't even matter? I want to encourage you here tonight. Stay rooted in Christ. I believe most of you are, if not all of you, or you wouldn't be on a Wednesday night. I just want to encourage you, stay rooted in him all the days of your life. There's no better decision you can make. Amen. Do you receive that here tonight? If you will, please stand. I'm ready to close. Amen. You can be like a tree planted by the water that in dry season, it doesn't fear the heat, it doesn't fear the drought, because it's rooted in good soil. Friends, here tonight, I want to open up the altars. And if your walk and relationship with Christ hasn't been where you would like it to be, I want to encourage you here tonight to take the first step, and God will meet you right where you are. Maybe here tonight, it seems that everything's on the uppity up, but you just want to spend some time in his presence. I want to give you the opportunity to come down here to worship the Lord or to spread out amongst yourselves, just whatever you want to do. I want to give you the opportunity to worship the Lord. And here tonight, I'm going to be praying that each and every single one of you will stay rooted in Christ. And I'm going to continue to pray that God will send more and more teenagers into this church that don't know the Lord. Amen. But before they come, y'all have got to be rooted so you can minister to them. Amen.